You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for a very special E&M recording. We are getting to talk to Paul Cardall. You guys know him as somebody who has had billions of downloads with his music. Oh my goodness, we are in for such a treat as we talk to Paul about creativity and connection and marriage and all of the ways he and his wife, Tina, have truly helped one another to rise up into their giftings. And it is so cool to hear the ins, outs. Paul is a four and he really also crafts us a story of the depths of, yes, it's really hard sometimes, but it's so worth it to see the ways he and Tina have shaped each other and the ways they continue to do so just along with us. I am so grateful also that Paul takes us on a journey of what he feels like he's learned about being a leader. And just after Father's Day, we think of all the men, and he even shares his story of his newest music. And it's such a wonderful story for us to really pause and think about legacy as we walk through life with him, sometimes on the very verge of life, as he even shares about being born with half a heart and walking through a heart transplant and uh, his adventures are endless. So I hope you'll check out all of the show notes with his website and with his amazing cinematic music. Of course, you're hearing this from me, but you probably already know that we are just so gifted to have Paul with us today. And with that said, let's go chat with him. Paul, we are so grateful to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be with you. Oh, we are just thrilled. We are talking about adventures all month and you have had so many uh, just fascinating adventures. I have been having so much fun scoping out your page. It's in the show notes, but tell everybody about yourself and a little bit about your marriage and your amazing musical career. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> like everyone else, I came into this world with a gift we don't always discover those gifts until later in our lives. And uh, I'm a musician. I've been in the music business 30 years. I do very relaxing, calm, mm. instrumental music. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is Christ-centered. I started playing the piano three years after my third major open heart surgery because I was born wow. with only half a heart. God gave me the gift of music as a way personally just for me to process yeah. life's problems and challenges. And ever mm. since then, I've been sharing. Mm. And my hope is to help people access kind of a, a, a feeling in their home or wherever they're listening. Mm -hmm. God loves them that everything is going to work out. Mm. Mm. 
And that's what I feel when I hear your songs. And you've so blessed my husband, who ironically is in the medical field and has worked alongside with heart uh, patients and uh, now does family practice, but just as a calming type one person. And I notice in your music, you love minimalism and uh, we just thank you so much. And I know every listener here can benefit from the peace you're offering. Um, thank you for also honoring Christ in that as well. Oh, he's everything. <laughs> he, you know, he says to change your heart. And uh, through the process of all those surgeries, I ended up with a heart transplant. Yeah. So I took that literally. <laughs> and then he changed my heart spiritually. <laughs> And of course, he's the author of everything, so I can't really take credit. Yes. And of course, it's fans that propelled the career really by word of mouth. So I'm truly blessed. Mm, I love that. And it's such humility and um, beautiful. And we also know for our listeners that you've had literally uh, more downloads than almost anybody out there. You've had billions of downloads. So I love how you're sharing like fans make a difference. And, and that's your hope is to make a difference in their lives and to give them music that brings that. Uh, you have a whole life with your wife. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you two met you and Tina and a little bit about your Enneagram types too. We met on a cruise ship. Mm. So we were both in separate groups going to the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. Kind of turned into the love boat. <laughs> and, uh, immediately I was drawn to her strength mm -hmm. and her ability to understand who she is and what God has for her. She she grew up in Eastside Cleveland and uh, the daughter of two immigrants from Slovenia. Mm. Uh, Melania Trump is also from Slovenia and yeah. a village not too far from where all my Slovenian family is. Ooh. And so she learned to work hard out of poverty and she ended up in New York City the finance degree working on wall street mm -hmm. and very successful was also into the fitness world she loves to take care of herself you know mm -hmm. she knows that her body is a temple yes you don't want to do anything but try to take care of that temple to bring god glory yes and uh 9 11 happened mm -hmm. and with 9 11 um it just was devastated for everybody that worked in the city. She ended up leaving the city, working in the health world, quit the whole mm. financial aspect, wow. and then moved to California where she worked for Rick Warren at Saddleback Church mm. and was part of helping develop the Daniel Plan. Now, of course, we met, mm. and I come from this artist world. Yeah artist mind right brained everything is beautiful and emotional and i just want to share yeah love through music <laughs> and of course she is very efficient does everything by the book she's very faithful very loyal and so when we did the enneagram test not only did it help us understand one another i believe that it was vital to strengthening our marriage mm -hmm. And I could have told you that she leans more towards a one mm -hmm. and a five. Interesting. You know, um, she's so resourceful, kind of like a straight A student. 
Yeah. Less resourceful, like a straight A suit, straight A student. Um, but I'm, I'm, I lean towards a four. Yeah. And a three and a, and an eight. Mm. So you have that weird balance. It's like oil and vinegar. They go great on a salad. <laughs> but, you know, you got to mix things up a little bit to um, keep things flowing. And I will say the one thing that we have done mm -hmm. that I believe has really benefited our marriage is we met on a cruise. Yeah. So we would plan a trip. We would plan oh, wow. to get away somewhere. doesn't necessarily mean exotic. It could be mm -hmm. like... Let's go to a hotel for a weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we always had something to look forward to. Oh, yes. So if mm -hmm. we're ever in like this, you know, this valley of Nineveh that we both are walking mm -hmm. through together yeah. and we're somewhat angry with each other. Yeah. We still, we, we've got that trip planned. <laughs> That's awesome. And we don't want to not go on these trips. So, you know. <laughs> She's not going to turn down Bahamas and I'm not going to turn down, I don't know, a historical trip to Washington, D.C., which is along with me. So, you know, yeah. you have to create these future plans yeah. that you both look forward to when you're both, mm. you know, aligned. And then, you know, when problems come, it's like, oh, you know, crap, we have that trip planned. Yes. And you work through it and you're going. So that's been one of the benefits to mm. the differences that we may have, mm. you know, so wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're really speak to, speaking to research, even in that way that says everyone needs something to look forward to, even if it's something small, but how much more in marriage, aside from all the differences in the shadows that we bring to each other, is it relevant to say, if we have those date nights, if we have these mini trips planned, uh, we can have this fun together where we're not just in our daily kind of coupon conversations of, did you do this? Did you do that? Um, passing the baton. So I love how you're saying like, this has been part of the glue, but the other part has been some of the personality work you've done. And I do see some commonalities between, uh, of course, the one and the four and the four and the five, um, you and I both know there's a lot in our listeners uh, of through lines there, like when four is healthy, they also want that um, moderation. And I almost see some of your wife in your music now that you're telling me that about the minimalism. Uh, so I'm sure you've impacted each other over the years. I think so. She's my biggest inspiration, particularly regarding how to be obedient in following through with what God wants for us obviously mm -hmm. she knows that no matter what she does god's already taken care of it mm -hmm. but because of what he's taken care of she's most likely to you know make a list mm -hmm. and do those things where i am more likely to emotionally express as a means of self-awareness and rededicating myself you know, when you, when you talk, when you talk a lot, it for fours, I think it helps us believe it mm. and, and, and live it better. But we talk a lot, mm -hmm. you know, at least this four does. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, sometimes to the one, it's like, get to the point. Yes. <laughs> I'm married to one also. So I'm like majorly yesing with you. 
Yeah, you have to narrow things down. And so it's, she's helped me learn how to communicate more effectively and articulate rather than going all over the place. I love that. And I feel like that is a gift to you. And I like that you can encourage listeners with that because it is a hard pill to swallow sometimes to have spouses with differing gifts, which almost all of us do, at least in some small way. Uh, and most don't marry the same type from what we know about research. So it's really neat for us to hear you saying, I know, yes, I can be a world famous musician and yet still have things to learn. And we have helped each other to be who we are. Uh, so I love that you're letting people know you rise up more the more you let your close people influence you with their gifts. Well, I appreciate that. Now I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's these... There's this idea that when a couple is going to have a baby, they don't always want to know what the sex is. And then now that we have the knowledge, we get to know what the sex is. So in dating, mm -hmm. you know, now that the Enneagram exists, yeah. how often are we asking the person we're dating, give me your Enneagram, mm. you know, so I can consider this. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because when I started dating my wife, Tina, mm -hmm. because she worked on Wall Street, the first thing she asked me was, what is your FICO score? Mm -hmm. Wow. Your FICO yeah. is your credit. And if you could have good credit, mm -hmm. you're probably an honest person and you, mm -hmm. pay, your, you pay your bills. Wow. So yeah, the question to you is how yeah. often are people now using the Enneagram in dating? I'm curious about that. Well, I think that it's increasing out there. A few years ago, the largest Enneagram or any kind of personality type indicator, truity.com, they started actually a really cool test that, sh and they were on my podcast talking about it to say, uh, you know, we're really exploring who you might be the best fit with. Uh, of course, when that test came out, as you can imagine, so many married people were up in arms. I'm with the wrong type. <laughs> so we had to do a little bit of work there. Uh, but we're really learning together. Sometimes what we even score that we want um, isn't necessarily what God gives us or what we need. So I think that's sort of how it's uh, we're piecing it together. Also, I recently read in um, a really good research-based marriage book about how couples uh, think that we're really good at assessing who we're going to find attractive. And we can do so somewhat on paper, but in real life, we're not very good at that. It's more of a chemistry. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. <laughs> I've thought about that question a lot because I have two daughters and, you know, when they're dating, do we want to take the Enneagram mm -hmm. test, yeah. you know, as a concerned father, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> but then it, I guess it shows, do we trust God by doing that? Are we putting the pen to our story? Yeah. Because sometimes we got, you know, we got to put yeah. the pen down and let him mm -hmm. take over the pen and trust that for him to write the story of what mm -hmm. happens during those 365 days. Oh, you know, it's really the hardest thing mm -hmm. is letting go and letting God yeah. take care of things. Yes. 
And I think that so many are with us in that, like those of us who have children, especially I know us and our mutual friend, Jamie and Ruthie Slingerlin, uh, we're all like, some of our kids have just graduated and are are nearing, or we're just seeing this is going to happen really fast. Uh, so I think that's been the ongoing message has been, um, sometimes my type four daughter, who's a musician and a dancer, she says, calm yourself, mom, God has me. And I have already been listening to him and you don't have to worry. I'm going to keep listening. Um, so I think you're right. We have to raise them up, uh, and maybe let go a bit more, which is a process, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you plant a tree, some trees you have to, you know, you have to, um, stabilize, you have to put that rope and try to, cause they're bending mm. one way. Mm. It's hard to do. It's hard work to go out and get an oak tree to mm. bend uh, properly, but yeah. that's kind of the analogy I, I tend to think of. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. We're all in that stage together. Um, well, what do you feel about telling couples how when you're busy, when you're going for those ideals in marriage, sometimes, of course, we know we're in the pragmatic season, sort of lower down on that Abraham Maslow hierarchy of needs. It's just like diapering. But when we're able to reach for the stars together, clearly you and Tina have done so beautifully. What are some tips for our couples to be able to exercise their creativity, but also manage to uh, do some of this together? First of all, Everyone knows that you fall in love with somebody and you marry them because you are madly in love with them. And mm -hmm. secondly, as you get into the marriage, you recognize the differences, the challenges, and you both come from these different backgrounds, particularly my wife, having grown up as you know the daughter of immigrant parents who struggled, who really carved out a path, a sacrifice so she could, you know, prosper in the American dream where mm -hmm. I was kind of handed that and had this perfect family mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily, I mean, you appreciate it, but it's all, you know, Yeah. and so the two merge and you, it creates sometimes little conflicts and things like that. And then obviously trying to manage life, mm -hmm. you need a lot of communication mm -hmm. and Men, men don't listen. We just, mm. you know, we're, we're fixers. We want to solve everything from our mm. knowledge of the past. And my wife just knows, you know, what to do. She does come to me for a lot of advice. Okay. Um, but again, it's, it's this roller coaster of ups and, and downs. But again, like, like I mentioned earlier, one of the greatest tools that we have is when we're on a trip, we plan for the next trip. We book, mm. you know, concert tickets or we go mm. to the comedy club together. You yeah. know, we've gone to the comedy club when, you know, we're, we're having a little tiff, yes. you know, but then we go to the comedy club and we start laughing mm. and we leave on a good note. Yeah. Um, going to church together, just, you need to plan. Yeah. You need to date your mm -hmm. spouse. Now, if your husband's not yeah. asking you out on a date, mm -hmm. ask him 
Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe when we first got married, we started doing these surprise dates. Mm -hmm. Like I would plan something. She didn't know what it was. Yeah. And she would just be ready. And then she would plan something. I didn't know what it was. Sometimes I'm, because I'm a four, I give in and I tell her. <laughs> yeah. More disciplined in, in doing it. But, and it. then also, I think individuals need to get therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy is something God has given us. And, you know, being born with a complex heart defect, congenital heart disease, mm -hmm. I didn't know that I needed therapy. But if God gives us doctors mm -hmm. to help heal us physically, you know, long after I got that heart transplant, I needed a doctor to help me process the trauma. Because mm -hmm. we come into marriage with trauma. Yeah. A lot of that is personal and we can't really explain. We, we mm -hmm. share it, we talk about it, but the other spouse tries to understand but I don't think we ever really understand what they've been through mm. but because we love them and we have compassion, mm -hmm. you know, vice versa. And so I think it's important for each couple to get therapy and then just to make sure that God is in the relationship that both of you individually are seeking to be united with, mm. with Jesus um, and I don't know, I really don't know how else couples survive without that. My parents are almost, you know, they've been married almost I think 57 years, mm, that's 57 awesome. years, which is a phenomenon in our world today, It is. but they've kept their faith in God at the heart of it mm. and the hope that all their children, they've got eight children. Oh. Um, my mom is a portal. So <laughs> strong woman. Yeah, very strong. Children, wow. and you want them to have the same. Yeah. That again, that's that's the struggle as well. And so you need each other mm. in in loving your children. Mm. But doing it together, like each of us have different opinions. So we get into yeah. you <laughs> know, things like that. But I'm I'm grateful for my wife's mm. one ability to to help me as a four um know how to emotionally withdraw a little bit so that i can have discipline mm -hmm. on what i need to do to be be a better father mm, that's really good that you know that uh, you have this gift of emotion, but there are moments when, especially as a man, I think, but even definitely for any female for listening as well, uh, that it's okay to set some boundaries and to say, let's take some time to regroup uh, for time out so that um, our bodies can regulate again. And, and she's, of course, as a one able to do that as a very strong body type um, and her five pieces are able to do that well. Uh, and so that's neat how you've been able to learn from her. And I, I would imagine also that as a one, sometimes you've given her permission to really go to her own, we'll say four arrow, or just that depth of emotion that many ones are like, no, I can vacillate between the doing and the, uh, you know, the fun seven, but you're also able to say to her, like, you can sit deep with me sometimes. And I'm sure that's been a journey. It really has. Ones like to kind of work things out on their own. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and fours. You know, I do have that eight and that three in there. So that yeah. that brings this level of, I don't know, a business approach, mm-hmm. you know, to the way yeah. I do yeah. things. You mm-hmm. know, like even in my music career, I think mm-hmm. the only reason I really became successful first is people were listening to the music. But second, mm. I was invested in educating myself on how it worked. Mm-hmm. And with marriage... If you don't have it modeled for you from your parents, and a lot of people do not, Mm. you need to educate yourself on how to make a marriage work. And that a lot of that is with attending church Mm -hmm. to get that doctrinal understanding of Christ's character, Mm. dive into the word, pray a lot, you ask a lot of questions, and the answers come not in the prayer, but in the word, when you're reading the word and the word comes alive to you. Yes. Um, yeah. And of course, always like these Instagram things, you, you know, it's really helped me to go on YouTube and watch different videos on how the Instagram works and mm-hmm. how fours can improve. Yeah. Takes a lot of discipline, but if you love your spouse, you're going to put in the work. Mm you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God always knocks you off your horse anyways with something. And then he picks you up and sends you to Ananias. And it's usually my wife. <laughs> Absolutely. And helps me see what I've been doing and what I can do be, be doing better. Oh, but as she has Christ also, she doesn't come in as the, the edges are softened by Christ where she can say, I have a gift for rightness um, and for doing. And it is a beautiful pairing in the way that fours are doing inhibited and ones are doing dominant. And so you come into that, like you said, she can pull you up and out. Um, and then when you need to, you can pull her down into the depths. And so um but both of you, like you said, centering on Christ, because he'll do it even when our spouses are, uh, we're both in that journey of shadows and darkness. And so I do really appreciate you reminding our listeners of that. Honestly, they know I'm a Christian, but a lot of our listeners know I also get stuck in my head as a thinking type. And even my husband yesterday was reminding me uh, of, you know, doing my coaching and he's like, make sure you're, you know, helping this person to know Christ. And um, I think you're just really encouraging our listeners that you can't do it without God. Your parents couldn't do it without God. Um, And when you think about what you said, like, I don't know how people do it. Well, I didn't even share the name of the book earlier that I was referring to because I didn't want to. Uh, most of these um, more modern research books have a lot of beautiful attachment work, but they're also promoting polyamory and abuse in marriage as sort of the middle marriage titillations. So I'm grateful to you to say like, no, come back to that rootedness of Christ and prayer. And like you said, therapy, like leaning into the work and the joys of vacations and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think one thing I learned the hard way is that with the trauma in my life, all of us self soothe. Mm -hmm. We need to get back to that innocence of where we were babies and we were coddled. We're wrapped up in a blanket. We're close to our mother, you know, skin to skin. 
And that is what soothed the trauma of birth. Mm. And then we need things to help us soothe. And unfortunately, you know, alcohol can temporarily do that. Yeah. But it leads to problems. Um, People are smoking marijuana Mm -hmm. as a way to self-soothe. But that over time leads to it um it doubles the problems that you had before Mm -hmm. um people turn to pornography people turn to all kinds of things and you know the challenge is you need to develop a habit to help self-soothe and Mm -hmm. listening to music this i think this is why god gave me music after i Mm -hmm. went through such a traumatic period of of where i almost died and he gave me music and as I would play I'd feel like I'm almost in his presence yeah and I knew I was loved and then fellowship fellowship you know as as a Christian we talk a lot about how we you know we look to God and God looks to us and we become this this beautiful little relationship but the cross is not complete without that side to side Mm. and that's the fellowship we have with each other and it's hard you know Mm -hmm. to have friends when when you're in a marriage Mm -hmm. and sometimes in a marriage you feel lonely men need to be with other men Mm -hmm. they need to be with men that you know i just came back from this leadership retreat in montana and a lot of the people are very well-known worship leaders that your Mm -hmm. audience would know But these men are constantly giving and giving and giving. Mm -hmm. And their wives are like, you need to go hang out with some guys and get your cup filled because you're constantly giving and you're you're tired. You're annoying to be around. (laughs) And even though you're on tour, whatever, go be with Mm -hmm. these guys and get some fire back into your life. Mm -hmm. and Come Mm -hmm. home and love me. And um, it's so, so encourage your husband's to find a group and if they don't have a group of friends and and the type of friends i'm talking about are men who blow your mind in terms of i want to be like these guys be you but they have such class Mm -hmm. that that you're not the only one in the room that feels like you're the one you know leading this group you need to be led Mm -hmm. men need that so much yeah, and women obviously need, and women are more likely to connect and have friends, yeah. lifelong friends. Men are just, yeah. you know, we get we get married and we just move on and we forget everybody. But mm-hmm. you know, I encourage men listening to get plugged in somehow. Ask God to put people in your life. That's what happened to me. I moved to Nashville. I didn't know anybody. Oh. God put good people into my life, and over time, like the sunrise. Mm. They, they started to come and um i think my wife will tell you thank god <laughs> yes isn't that true <laughs> she's like learn from them and and like also ones are culturally compliant so it means a lot and there's a lot of ones two sixes out there in the churches and and these are wonderful people generally like of course we know we talk about church hurt and and you know matt hammett and you know oh. we we really like we need to talk about that sometimes but like we're all broken but these people in um 
churches are often trying. They are hoping to become better and they're not perfect. So I love that you're reminding men, you don't have to be with them 24 seven, but um, weekly, monthly, even quarterly, getting away a little bit here and there. And, and I love that you just did that. And you were so refreshed that you're like, yes, it works. It really does. We have childhood friends and then they go away and, yeah. you know, but, but we do need it. So if women are listening, um, you don't need to find them a group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't find them the group they, you want them to be in. <laughs> but just ask God. You know us too well. Yeah, ask God to deliver them from Egypt and then let those friends <gasps> yeah. work to get Egypt out of them. Yeah. And uh, that way, look, you don't need to do the work. Ones think they need to do the work. You don't need to do the work. Let God do it. Yeah. And you'll be surprised mm. when you ask and you put it out there um, who will come into your life. You, mm. know? you need people, mm. ask God. Don't be a great. It's kind of like the people that are looking for marriage. When you're yeah. constantly looking, yeah. nothing's happening. But then kind of it's, it's this weird thing mm-hmm. when you're not looking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you Isn't found that. Isn't that true? Yep, that happened to me. It, okay, it happened with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. I was not looking for my husband. And of course, as a one, he was in that, I know what I want. <laughs> I'm going for this. I'm like, I'm not looking for this. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, But of course, like you said, at other moments, of course, I was heart throbbing over somebody. So I think you're like, we have to let God do the work versus us pushing. Yeah, and maybe I'm generalizing, but I don't think. <laughs> women wanted to be with the man they actually married (laughs) men just have a way of like we fix things we just have a way of mutating into that man and then you find out we're not that man and fix us um you don't fix us so it's like well i'll accept you and i just pray to god that you become that man Right. And like you said, it literally happens. Like tonight, my husband is going out doing fitness with this guy. And he was like, I'm going out with William to uh, Thursday night. I was like, or Wednesday night. I was like, oh, perfect. Like, yes, do that. (laughs) So like exactly like uh, knowing, of course, we love our spouses and our men, but that there's always these people that we can be like field them out to, (laughs) to learn from knowing that that guy's wife is doing the same uh, for her husband. (laughs) It works out. Totally. Totally. What key point you made. Thank you so much, Paul. We cannot do the picking, the choosing, the appointment setting for these guy meetups. So that's where God has to come in. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, you know, look, when you get that fellowship and you're around men like Jamie or Matt Hammett, Mm -hmm. um, you want to be better husbands. Mm. Because because you're communicating with them mm-hmm. difficulties you're not sharing two per you know going into yeah. two personal things because those are sacred yes between you and your spouse but you're at least encouraging each other mm-hmm. because our society needs good men mm. yes. we're lacking the and i say this carefully we're lacking the testosterone mm-hmm. and there's a recent study by the University of Chicago that is saying that those young men who are gaming constantly mm. are self-isolating. Mm-hmm. They, they add pornography to it. Mm. It even further depresses them. And according to this study, 
Testosterone is down 80%. Wow. In young men to the point where those that are obsessively gaming Mm. are beginning to lactate and question their sexuality. And and it's a battle right now Mm. for people to preserve and recognize Mm. that men Mm. are the bedrock of building everything Mm. and um, Mm -hmm. thank God we have women who understand this. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Men are needed and they're protectors. And uh, you know, uh, sometimes I wish that the biologists and the Christians could get together and often they don't, but they're like, Oh yeah. Like we study it all. And like, there are differences in testosterone. Even if you go out in the wild with chimpanzees, like very big differences between men and women that are part of creation. So um, I'm grateful for you just voicing that courageously to say like, we need strong men and we need them to have group uh, connections with each other because isolating or even like what we women want to do is of course have the slumber party every night with the husband. And, you know, um, we have two daughters and a son, but you know, like just me and the daughters and the husband hang out and like, you know, Oh, why do you and my son want to do anything but that? And it's, um, it's very polarizing, especially after COVID. Um, so I'm grateful for you to say like, get back out there. It's not healthy for your body or for you to be just with your little clan, even if it's comfortable and your wife is making you cookies. <laughs> you need other guys to strengthen you. So that's a huge gift to our audience. Cause of course I can't say that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important. I put out, I put out a song the other day for my grandfather called the shores of Normandy and June. We talk about a lot of things mm-hmm. in June. We celebrate a lot of things in June in this country, but mm-hmm. people have forgotten what happened on the shores of Normandy 79 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. when the alliance of the nations joined together and these men knew they were going into this battle because they believed in right and wrong. Mm-hmm. They America at that time was willing to fight and men stood up. Women were so important and involved in the war. And my mother was, my grandmother was home. She had given birth. My father or my grandfather was away. Mm. And he is sent as a captain over artillery. And the hell they went through, I can't even imagine. So I composed this piece Mm. about men going into that battle. Mm -hmm. And of course, my grandfather got wounded. He ended up in a French hospital and finally back home. And my grandparents were together for so long and they modeled for us marriage in such a beautiful way. My grandmother lived to be a hundred. Posterity is insane. I, you know, she she would write birthday cards to every Mm. grandchild and every great grandchild. I think, don't you agree that grandmothers, that's what they end up doing the rest of their lives? Yes. <laughs> they write the birthday cards and it's like, even through the arthritis. Yes. They're putting a dollar in there, a $5 bill. A hundred. Yes. 
my yes. mom used to do that. My mom has passed away, but even after her stroke, she would do that. I'd get a dollar, five dollars bookmarks, um, scriptures. It's like this legacy that uh, these women have of communication and nurturing. And I love that. But even knowing the story behind the song, uh, I'm grateful that you shared that because this is more of a taste of what I got than I, what I got to read about it. Um, so we're really excited for this gift you're sharing with others. And now I'll be listening for that emotion in it. Yeah, it's a cinematic piece, <gasps> you know, like a Saving Private Ryan. It just takes you on this journey yeah. of the darkness that exists in the world. But there are men and women who understand right and wrong and are willing to mm-hmm. risk their lives to 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 attack and to destroy mm. enemy that believe certain groups should be you know mm. wiped mm. out and they did this and they did this together and we really have forgotten mm. we've kind of gotten too spoiled we're like the yeah maybe i'm getting too political but we're like the fat spoiled kid at oh the birthday God. party now in the world and we need to yeah. lose some weight mm-hmm. and recognize what has been given to us. Mm, No, I do get that. And going through uh, geography this year with my kids was just mind blowing in terms of just seeing how blessed we are. Um, And so just you are kind of sharing the gravity of the why behind that, because we have had the religious freedoms. We've had the ability to go help people uh, and even risk our own lives and and to just kind of throw that away because it wasn't us, it was our predecessors is unwise. And and so you bring us back to this history and, and that's important. We were just at the Holocaust Museum uh, last week to end the year and and thank you for just pointing us back to what um, what is most important. And that's a, a fear thing for a lot of us. You're a four, so you help us to stay with that. So thank you so much, Paul. And where can we find all of your treasures? I know people already know you so well, but tell us where we can find uh, more about you and your adventures and your stories. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Um, you can ask Alexa or Siri yes. to play Play the Shores of Normandy by Paul Cardall. Um, okay. All my music is, is on every platform, or you can go to paulcardall.com and see all of the things I have there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I do want to point out, though, is my wife. Yeah. She is so inspiring and so amazing, and she has this Instagram story. She doesn't make any money. This is just a labor of love. She has an Instagram story. Tina Cardall is her name, and maybe you can put the link. But in her story, she goes into grocery stores Mm -hmm. and exposes foods by corporations that are telling you that they're healthy. Oh, wow. And she'll flip it around and reveal their true identity, but she'll give you the option that you can pick for your family, your children. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really amazing to watch these stories. They only last 24 hours. Okay. But she's helped me tremendously with my health. I thank God every day that he gave me something who's so aware. Mm. Um, So I can stay alive for my children. Amen. Every day is such a gift for them. And you have already come through so many of your own heroic journeys, but just knowing, like you said, that you can be even braver knowing you have somebody who's 
got your back and looking out for you. And anyone who has a one in their life needs to know that, um, or any body type one, eight or nine, that it's coming from that space of like, I truly have a gift here. So let me help you, uh, to do better with your body. So you are so blessed and, and so are we. And now I have uh, new music tunes to finish listening to, to more and on repeat. So thank you so much, Paul. We're all so grateful for You're you welcome. and Tina. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate all you do to educate us and spread the word on how to improve our lives. Thank you. Guys, that was such a treat to get to really delve deep. Isn't that fun when we get to talk to somebody in the four space who challenges us to look richly deep, but also has that sense of humor to say, come on, we know it's hard, but we know it's beautiful. So be challenged with me to find community. And we gave you lots of ideas. Just take one of them forward with us this week. You can always come back to this episode, but get it in your mind what that is. And of course, make sure you pair it with Paul's transformation formative music and the epic journey that is the shores of Normandy. Ah, love it. And I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramInMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.